0: if it's not productive and if it doesn't produce anything positive, then you won't grow. You have the ability, you have the ability to change the way you tarry in this moment. I am without my boo right now. My boo is in a different city or a different state. Well, let me do something different so that I can, you know, change how I'm looking at this scenario. You did an awesome, Thing when you started creating music again, you're getting back in touch with yourself. Mm. That's awesome, Khalif. I never Since thought I, I was
1: going to write a song again to be. I was like, and I've been recording music and whatnot. I said, yes. what in the world is this creative burst coming from? But it, I don't know. Yes. The channel I just changed the channel.
0: You changed the channel.
1: I, I, that needs to be the hashtag. Hashtag change the channel.
0: Yes, I love it. I love it. And yeah. what's going to be beautiful is that you're going to be so much better for your boo mm-hmm. when you all get back together. Because now your cup will be more closer to 100% so that you can share your 100% with your partner.
1: I want, can you say that again? Because I don't think sure. everybody heard it.
0: Okay. When you are pouring into yourself, when you are focusing in on your creative energy, then you're becoming more like who you were destined to be. So when you do that, you're becoming a better person for your partner. Why? Because a lot of times what we do is we give our partners only half of who we really are. Mm. Because the other half is focused on making them feel good about themselves, right? What happens if we give them 100% of ourselves or as close to 100% as possible? because you are writing music and you're getting in touch with who you are and your passions, when you finally catch up with your partner, Oh my gosh, you're going to be a brand new creature. You're going to be able to love your partner more than just what you used to do, you know, because you're showing you're more like who you are and your partner will probably be doing the same thing. Hopefully, you know, they are developing themselves mm. during this time.
1: You're listening to The Conversation with Khalil. But I do want to talk with you about, uh, just briefly, single people um, preparing themselves before they get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I did a lot of work before I got into one. And I still wasn't very, like, I mean, I was prepared to the degree that I needed to be prepared. but. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people just like, oh, you're cute. I'm cute. Let's, let's just join our lives together. And they're not ready. They're not right. ready for the responsibility. They're not ready for the commitment there. So how do people best prepare themselves to be in a
0: relationship? You're not going to like my answer, but I'm oh. going to say it. I'm going to say it anyway. You got to listen to me all the way through and I'll make it brief though. What you have to do is you have to create the story of your life before you begin to share your life with somebody else. What does that mean? What that means is you have to understand why you like the people that you like. What are the goals for the relationship that you have? How is the last two relationships different? Or are they more alike than dissimilar? If they are more alike, then that means I have a particular type of person that I'm going for. Why do I continually look for this same type of person? That has a backstory. So in order for me to understand why I have this type or why I always find myself with this type of person, I have to understand where that stemmed from. What is it that I am missing in myself? What is it that I didn't get? Or what is it that I got too much of that's making me go after this type of person? So you have to do a lot of interpersonal work, writing, creating your own story. So you can better understand yourself. is always number one in my book. Most people don't want to do the work on themselves. Mm. They act, they act more off of emotion than logic. Emotion is only going to keep you happy in your relationship so long. Logic will keep you in there much longer.
1: Now, it's interesting you say that because I literally just got off of someone's live like a couple days ago and we were talking about um, reacting versus responding. Mm. Like reacting, um, I think the way he was explaining it, uh, shout out to you, Robert. Um, The way he explained it was um, reacting is just more of an emotional thing versus Mm -hmm. responding in a... um, in a mentally secure and stable, mature place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that, that blew my mind, because you can, if you react, that's, that's fast. But if you respond to something versus just, that made me upset. Okay, it may have made you upset, but how are you going to respond and to that person's action. Because mm-hmm. you, don't have to, you don't have to scream. You don't have to rant and rave and um, pound people upside the head. You can choose to let it go. You could choose to talk about it in a calm setting, not in the middle of a heated or whatever. You can mm-hmm. choose how you respond to something. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to this next point of the quarantine couples. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are sick and tired and tired of being sick of their, their <laughs> spouse or their domestic partner or what, what have you. But what, I don't have any experience, so mm-hmm. the floor is yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will try to make this very succinct, too. Here's the, here's the thing about couples who are quarantining together. Most of your relationship, I don't care how long you've been in your relationship, most of that relationship has been spent outside of being in each other's faces. Which means that if you work, if you're in school, or whatever you're doing, you are spending the majority of your time outside of your house. Or if you're working inside of your house, you're not constantly with that person, so you have a different life. You know, there's multiple lives that you have in this one life. For me, I have a life when I see my clients. That Dr. Bass exists. But that life, you all as students don't know anything about. Hmm. Then I have my life as a professor. And my wife, who's also a professor but at a different school, doesn't even understand the life that I have with you all. See what I mean? My life that I have with my students, my clients, or patients don't know that life. So it's so many different lives that we have, but when you talk about slowing down all of those other lives and finding yourself with one person in a dwelling where you typically can't move because we're quarantined in place, then you're forced to get to know that person that you're in relation with all over again. And that person begins to either satisfy you or frustrate you, why? Because you are missing out on other parts of who you are. You know, you become more one-dimensional again versus multidimensional. I consider myself four or five dimensions. When I listen to you and you have the ability to create music, yet you're still a great student and you're a scholar, all of those are different dimensions of you, right? So how do you go from four or five dimensions down to one dimension? How is it, how's it possible? So I caution my folks who are quarantining together, you have to create some space between you and your boo while you all are in the same space. You have to. It's cute. My wife and I decided that we were gonna put our computers, you know, on the same desk. She was working on Spellman stuff on one side of the desk and I was working on Clark stuff on the other side of the desk. And that lasted and it worked for a good two hours. And then we said, no, we got to separate. Now I am in the dining room and she's in the back office because you need that other life. You need to experience that other dimension that nobody else is in. You need to control that piece of you. You need to experience that. So connect to the different parts of you that make you who you are and experience that in different spaces outside of where your partner is. You all may be able to meet in the kitchen for your dimension, but for the other parts of your dimensions, you may need to be in different spaces and that'll help you to appreciate that kitchen dimension a whole lot more.
1: So I'm sure you've heard about people getting divorced and everything. Um, Yes. Do you just, I don't know, I feel like people don't realize this thing is going to be over. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to last until (laughs) Mm 2035. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to people, couples who feel like they just want to get a divorce, what do you say to them?
0: Well, I'm glad that you asked that. What I tell people is that there are going to be a lot of babies born during this time. And there are going to be a lot of people who get divorced or move out of their relationship. What we find a lot of times is that couples who had issues going into the quarantine is magnified, you know, during this time. Mm. If you were, you know, in love with your partner and everything was wonderful, then most of those people, they, you know, hold that within the quarantine. But if you had issues and you left the house and then you came back to the house, but leaving the house gave you other outlets, then you didn't focus on those small little issues that existed before. Now we have to deal with those issues because we can't escape them, you know? So I would, you know, tell couples, the same as what you just said, this is not going to last. Use this as an opportunity to focus on what brought you all together in the first place. Now, all relationships don't need to stay together. Mm. There are a lot of relationships that need to end when this, you know, quarantine ends but hopefully those people would have devoted the time necessary to really think about what this person means to them and what being single means to them. Mm. So it's, it's just about focus. What do you want, but don't make any emotional decisions. Definitely make more logical decisions.
1: Now this is normally I don't ask two random questions, But when it comes to couples, and you have one person who typically, let's say, uh, might be, quote unquote, the breadwinner, or um, they make all the money or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you, I don't know how to phrase this, when you are the person who doesn't make the money, Mm -hmm. and... um, the person kind of brings this sense of value. I was talking with someone um, literally this morning and we were talking about what is seeing the value in someone else look like when they don't bring anything to the table financially. Mm -hmm. And it kind of was just, I don't know, I feel like in society we've told each other If you don't do this, that, and the third for me, then you don't have any value to me. But what are Mm. like some ways, because I see value in different ways. Of course, there's always the financial yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Then you have, um, they can be mentally stimulating towards you. They can be a positive influence. They can push you. But Mm -hmm. what other ways can a person be considered to have value?
0: Ah, well, you know what, we place value on the things that we've learned to place value on. And, you know, I always would do this, you know, in my general psychology class, when you took my class, I didn't do it. But what I would typically do is take a couple of dollars, and I would put them on the table, and I would burn the dollar bills. And then I would start with $1 bill, and the students say, Oh, okay, and then I would burn a $5 bill. And then students go, oh my gosh, Dr. Bass, what are you doing? And then I go up to a $10 bill and I rip the $10 bill up and it's like, oh, that was lunch. Then I grab a $50 bill and I begin to burn it or I tear it up. And what you see is, is that folks begin to get so anxious and so angry because we've placed a value on that piece of paper.
1: Because it's just a piece of paper. It's
0: just a piece of paper that offers us opportunities to do certain things but it's still just a piece of paper. Mm. If I place value on relationship with just power on finances, then I miss out on the opportunity to create other ways to value or, you know, appreciate you. You know, I, I, I laugh, especially in the human sexuality class because I say, what is the value of money? And folks say, what? What do you mean? It's, you know, how much a dollar is in this country and what you can do with the dollar. I said, okay, how much is the value of honey? And they say, what do you mean? I don't understand. And I said, well, some people value money and some people value honey. It's the honey that's going to stay or keep you in the relationship. It's not the money. Mm. <laughs> because the money can go, but the honey, as long as it's sweet, mm. you're right.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a word. That was a word. And it was a good word. <laughs> like that's it. <sent> chills. Woo! <laughs> I mean, oh I'ma I'm steal that. I'ma have to steal it. And steal use it. it. Ooh, steal like, it. That's good. That is so good. Woo! That was something. <laughs>
0: you said it. Happy, happy.
1: The honey, not the Mm. it's the honey not the money i hate to say i real churchy but my lord my lord hey that was a word (laughs) (laughs) but um i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this interview up because oh wait wait no we're not we're not short on time okay wait are we yeah technically Mm. but um Oh, no, wait. This is why I don't need to wrap up. So I don't think I asked you to introduce yourself at the beginning of the interview. Hmm. Okay. And I forgot everybody don't know Dr. Bass. Like I know Dr. Bass. That's true. Let me, uh, what did, what's Jay-Z say? Allow me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) myself. My name is Ho.
0: Yes. All right. My name is Dr. Christopher Bass. I am a psychologist. I'm also a sexologist. I have the fortune of being a faculty member, associate professor of psychology at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. I also uh, work within public sector. So I uh, have historically worked with police officers, firefighters, city employees, specifically uh, in Atlanta and also in Virginia, the Hampton Roads area. I have uh, um, Written several books, written several articles uh, dealing with uh, something called mode deactivation therapy. So if you look me up on Google, you'll see that I am uh, l- aligned with this new form of psychotherapy called mode deactivation therapy, and that's who I am. I'm a father. I'm a husband. You know, I belong to so many different organizations or brotherhood groups. It's just ridiculous, but I am one who tries my best to be the best representative of Black manhood that even I had ever seen. So I learn from my people and I hope to give to my people. If I am the only one giving, then it's not a relationship. I receive as much as I give. So Khalif, as much as I give you, as much as so many things that I've said today inspired you, you inspire me just as much. So I thank you. I thank you for pouring into my life because even in this short hour, you know, what you have done is poured just a little bit more into my cup, wow. which will make me closer to 100% so that I can be better for my family, so that I can be better for my community, so that I can be better for myself.
1: Well, I am overjoyed and overfloweth in yes. what my cup is doing at this point yes. because... This just elevated my whole mood. This was, this is probably one of the best conversations. Well, I have some pretty good conversations, but this is another great conversation on the conversation with Khalif. And I am just so happy that I got the chance to talk with you about this and just learn some things that I hadn't even prepared or whatever, but amazing, like, and hashtag what? It's about the, wait, wait, honey, not money.
0: Hashtag, hashtag It's about It's more about the honey than the money
1: Woo, That was that, that hit me right right in the chest And then um, Change the channel Hashtag change the channel
0: Hashtag change the channel
1: Well Thank you so much for being here It, it was an, Again another honor And another privilege just to Share this time with
0: you. Mm, The honor has been mine. I thank you so much, Khalid, for this conversation.
1: Well, it was a pleasure talking with you, Dr. Bass. But thank you so much to everyone out there listening. I really love and appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you were able to learn something new and just glean some new knowledge. And hopefully you feel a little better. Hopefully 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 you're smiling right now if you're not smiling just put a smile on your face it'll make me happy and it'll make you happy too uh so with that thank you so much and um make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at the conversation with khalif that's the conversation spelled with a k instead of a c with k-a-l-e-a-f i will see you soon bye